What is going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down 126.1, and we are continuing and finishing our playthrough of Phobia St. Denfnath Hotel. Denfnath. We're not saying this in the game because we don't know how to say it either. <laughs> they never say it. They never say it. No, they do not. So, whatever. we got Anthony here. Hello. And yeah, we, uh, two weeks off? Is that what? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I apologize. Just life no, circumstances. But... Well, no, I mean, like, just as Me an explanation. Too. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying, like, I, I apologize for the delay. We would have been through this sooner, but it just, uh, I, I caught COVID, you know, so. And I also uh, got sick. I had, I had a hardcore sinus infection. Like, just bad luck all around. Yeah, yeah. But the cursed hotel got us. That's what it was. It was. It was we we didn't have our uh, gas our mask on. Gas mask on. Yeah, that's what happened. But uh, yeah, we uh, we left off right before the first boss fight. So that's not halfway through the game. In fact, I don't know. No, where you halfway. Would even point half. It. I would argue that halfway. Is the Halfway is man. the piano boss, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because um, after that, you basically get free reign of the hotel. Although there's still some stuff you have to do before you activate the whole going beyond the point of no return. Right. Like, yeah, there's a, some stuff that you have to. Like, there's a sequence where the guy shows up in the foyer and. Yeah, there, there's some stuff that happens, but it's it's pretty inconsequential. It's just, yeah, there's a little bit after him, and then you have the second portion of the game, plus there's the flashback stuff that I, I'm going to be honest with you. The flashback stuff, gameplay-wise, was fine, because it just broke up the, the time spent in the hotel, but in storytelling way, like, it was kind of useless. Yeah. Yeah, like one of them matters and the rest of them you could just totally not have in the game and you wouldn't lose any aspect of it. I think it's just to break the monotony of going through the same environment. Yeah. Cuz we all Which is not that... a bad environment. I want to make that clear. Like I'm not complaining about the hotel. It's just I think I think it was one of those we're doing it because we think it should be in a game, not doing it because it's actually helpful to what we're doing in the game. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the developers had to try and tell the story, and they did it in those flashbacks. I don't know. Like at the end of this game, I couldn't necessarily tell you what happened. I have an idea. So I'm going to ask a question now because I have bad luck when I recommend games. What do you think of it? Oh, it's fine. I think I think it's I think it's a totally decent game. I think it had some unique puzzles. I don't think the combat was great. Um. The exploration was really well done, um, but I mean, this everything's connected. I, I, I will give it that. Like, you know, it's not just you know you you get on a elevator and there's like a loading screen. No, it's it's all almost real time, and and there's totally floors that you can just take the stairs down and you're you're there. Yeah, eventually the you can just go up and down the staircases. Yeah. With the exception of like the, I think the fourth and fifth floor, I think you can't. Yeah, go that you way. have to go through one of the. St 
you have to wind through the rooms to go up two flights of stairs, then wind back through the rooms to go back up the last two or whatever. Yeah. So I feel like the level design was really good, you know? Well, that's what impressed me. I feel like when we we reevaluate games I've played before, I I get a little defensive. But, you know, in this particular scenario, uh, I got this game blind, right? It was handed to me as a review. I looked at, like, a screenshot and said, you know what, I'll take it. Why not? It'll be my second sort of horror review game. Um so to find an indie title that does those elements well, which I think are the elements that are generally not done very well in like Resident Evil clones, because that's what yeah. this is at the end of the day, really, mm-hmm. um, was it super impressive because you could fix the combat. There's there's ways to fix the combat that yeah. like doing more damage. Right, not that, having to use as much bullets, yeah, which is a small numerical tweak. You can't save a poorly plotted game in terms of like actual physical area without redoing an entire game. Yeah, this is paced really well. I think there's a couple moments where I was kind of like, this is not great there's a specific chase scene in a hallway that is not clear of what should be happening so i sort of fought the chaser head on yeah i know which one you're talking about when you have to go back through like where the the floor has fallen in yes yeah well i just didn't know where to go well that's that's my problem like he throws hit the game the I think it's just unclear that, that he throws you behind him clearly as a this is the you should be moving away from him. Mm-hmm. But that works a bit against everything else, everything other games have taught you. Right? Sure. Like, generally, you don't. When the bad guy, like, Mr. X doesn't ever really touch you, right? And when he does, it is you know it's time for conflict mm-hmm. and to actually fight him. So when the chaser in this game throws you, it feels like the start of combat, but it's not. Which is a little against everything other games have taught you how to feel, I feel like, anyways. Yeah. I know what I... they were trying for, though. I, they were clearly trying, like, stay away, keep your distance, but, like, it doesn't show great. But I mean, also, it doesn't when you when you stun him, like when you do pump enough rounds into him to stun him, it's like pretty clear that like this is not where the fight should be because that happened to me. I actually did that. Damn, I didn't have enough ammo for that. Oh, I definitely had enough machine gun and shotgun ammo to do it the uh, first time around. I feel like once the once the hotel opened up to me. Like where I could go into the rooms that I couldn't, that's when I started getting a good amount of ammo. Like once I went to the underground, I had no issues. No, I had I was freaking Leon S. Kennedy in Resident Evil Four. I've got tons of ammo for you. Um, but up until that point, I, I it was slim pickings for me. 
I don't remember having an issue, but I will take your word for it because unfortunately I didn't manage to get all the way through uh, the second time around just because of, you know, COVID. This is the reality of it. It just wiped me out, so I just didn't have the energy and and the mental capacity to do some of those puzzles again. Some of those puzzles are freaking hard. Some of those puzzles, I did some of the optional puzzles, and I was just like, how, how? Like, I never felt like the puzzles made me... I never felt like the developer was trying to make me feel stupid. No. I just it think they were like... Hard brain teasers. Hard, yeah. Yeah. But there were some that were just like... So I did the Impossible. convoluted... Yeah, I did some of the convoluted, like, um, the gear puzzle. And I did use a fact for that one because I was like, look, I've got these gears. I just need to get one more. What do I do with them? And I followed the fact for that one, and I'm like, dude, this is obviously this was like the the game long puzzle that you were constantly oh, getting yeah. stuff for. There were there were codes that you had to decipher from a piece of paper that you got at the beginning of the game, and I was like, what? You the had hell? to keep everything. You had to keep it. Well, I, they, I mean, they're nice at least where they let you keep the papers like free of an inventory space. Yeah. So the one thing. The very beginning of the game, we mentioned it in the last recording. The very beginning of the game, you got that what like like a date calendar, the triangle, yeah, the triangle thing that's the tri- used, the, to- the Toblerone. That's what I was saying. It's used again. Yes, and I I figured out. I was like, oh, I know what to do with this. So I went I went and got it from my stash and used it, and I got like this really freaky, like out of body experience thing, where like. You were in like this endless pit, like void, and when you continued walking forward, there was like like the the, um, the hotel would pop up out of the ground, and you'd walk around it, and it was and there was also this giant timer in the sky that was constantly counting Interesting. down. Interesting. So yeah, I never got that because mm-hmm. I I knew I don't remember what I did with it, but I did something with it, and didn't have it and was like god damn it i i saw i I immediately saw what it was and like the the, the, it's it's clearly like you know where to use this item and i remember looking at it and going shit yeah i'm like i guess that wasn't necessary because i'm gonna keep going now but like god damn it it's optional it's like this weird out-of-body experience where you you kind of it's kind of revealed that what did what dinfina means no like (laughs) like you you, it's like you're you but then you're you're going through the body of christopher the bad guy yeah okay i was like okay i get it now but i mean it was just i guess it tried to add a little flavor i don't know but I, i figured it out though and i was like i'm glad i kept that in my stash the whole time so but yeah, um, uh, first boss we run into is the Spider Queen. This boss was janky. This boss, though, I, I, this boss didn't cause me nearly as many problems. It's janky, I, and it's it, but like, oh my god, we'll talk about Billy Joel. Yeah. Oh man! Well, I mean, we, we can just talk about it. I, I'm not okay, so so the spider, the spider boss, yeah. This, I mean, this game, 
This game is a lot of going through rooms and solving puzzles, and it's kind of hard to talk about. Yep. Because... Go back to the eighth floor, and then go back to the fifth it's... floor, and you you now have the key card. Do you remember all the places that the key card was needed? Like, okay, yeah. Nope. <laughs> you know, and I do like the fact that it's not constantly repopulating the floors. It does yeah. that a bit, but it usually does it a little bit more artistically, where you're like, okay, like a guy comes out of a... The guy is in a room standing up already. It's not like, oh, all the dead bodies are just randomly lying on the ground now. There's a bit of that, but nowhere near as much as I thought there was going to be. I thought this game was going to be bad. <laughs> oh, man. I gotta tell you about this. It reminded me of it. You've played Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yes. Have you played Resident Evil 1 Remake? A bit. Okay. I know what you're talking about. The Red Skeletons. Oh, my God. Yes. Or the Red Zombies, the, yeah. The, the, the Crimson. The Red Skeletons. Yeah. Crimson Heads. Sorry. Crimson yeah. Heads, yeah, and then it's Red Skeletons in Castlevania. It's the same oh, concept. Oh my god, it's so good. The first time I ran into that, yeah, you kill the zombie and they still lay in there. And you don't know to burn the body or destroy the head. And some, in some instances you can't. Like once you, you know, because the way that the controls work, you know, if you, if you let a zombie get up close to you with a shotgun, you can aim upwards and shoot them in the head and it blows their head off. They're dead forever. But if you kill the Funnily, zombie... Funnily, that's how it works in real life too. This is true. But if you kill a zombie, the body stays there unless you burn it. And if you leave and come back probably 30, 40 minutes of gameplay time, he gets back up and bum rushes the living shit out of you. And it's, it's scary as hell. Especially to someone who's played the game before and wasn't expecting that, I'm sure. I mean, oh man. So good. Because, you know, because that stuff didn't exist. That was a new addition to the remake. Yeah. Um, and there's this great part, like, uh, because the, the way they use the camera angles, cause it's still static camera angles. There's a, there's a hallway and there is a, a, like a full body, um, mirror in the corner and you can't, you, you're not going down that hallway, but it turns the corner and you'll go down that hallway. Eventually they did a fantastic job cause you could, cause the mirror was real time and you could see they had basically made it to where you killed the zombie in that hallway and if you left it there it would turn into a crimson head well you're on the opposite end of the hallway and you can't see around the corner but you can hear them running and like you can use the mirror to see it just bum rushing you and I was like oh shit it's gonna come around this corner it's so good it's so good oh man Resident Evil 1 remake is great but anyway back to Phobia. That's <laughs> not Um Yeah, Spider Queen was glitchy because, like, so it, it would climb up on the ceiling, and I'm in another room, and it would just, like, spit poison, and the poison would just kind of clip through the door jam <laughs> and hit me anyway. And then sometimes it would just, like, crawl that's through a, that's it. That's a feature. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I do. I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, like the geometry of the spider doesn't interact with the environment fully. No, no, it can do whatever it wants. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a it's like a Dark Souls boss. Uh, just... Dark Souls interacts with the environment better, I think. No, well, maybe. But this, I don't know. I did die a couple of times here, mainly because I I ran out of ammo. So I, this... I died. I think. Once to the spider. Well, I doubt a lot more to the piano. Yeah, 
Yeah, I did too. I did too. The, the piano, piano man did it. Again, combat was not the strength of this game. I appreciated that it was there and that it wasn't the worst fucking thing in the face of the planet. But Piano Man can get fucked. I I liked the design. I thought it was kind of an interesting thing that you can hear the piano being played earlier on in the game and then you end up in that room that you could look down into previously and hear the piano and then he just shows up and I'm like, okay, cool. And then there's very little places for you to go and he can just fucking hit you wherever you are. Yeah, jumps everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, it took a lot of bullets. I think I ended up cheesing this and kind of getting him stuck. Yeah, I had him in between the piano and me. Oh, so I had him on the other side. I think I had him somehow get to a point where he wasn't jumping as much because he was kind of underneath the the little bit of the ledge mm-hmm. that you, you know, so i just remember unloading bullets on him uh, he eventually unhooked himself and was jumping around again but by that point i had done enough damage but yeah i remember one time i was like okay i'm gonna tuck myself into the corner and just shoot from here and kind of like try to avoid getting hit and it did not work no I did get a couple of jump scares in this one. It was mainly because I had cleared out this area and came back to it, and I wasn't expecting you know another monster to be there. Yeah, and they again they position them around corners in a way where you're like, I'm good, I'm fine. Oh shit, okay. There's yeah. one later on in the basement where you open the door and it's like a conference room, and the, the, there's a little bit of the stage at the front. It's like a wide room. Like, it's really weird because there's like a door on either end of this wide room and then there's the conference board on the wide part of the wall. So you don't get as many people seated, but there's a wide screen essentially to look at. Yeah. Yeah, I open up the the door and then there's a guy, there's like a zombie around the corner kind of up the stairs on this small little stage. And as I went into the room, he rushed at me. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, oh, shit! <laughs> yep. By that point, I had already... By the time I made the underground, I had already upgraded my shotgun to be like... Yeah, it was pretty... a one-hit kill. Yeah, it's going to say, it's a pretty quick fight, but it still was like, oh, god damn it! <laughs> yeah. And then eventually you have to get chased by Rock Lobster when he, 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 he goes into that conference room with you. Yeah. And I just kind of walked around the podium, and he yep he looked, stared at me. <laughs> what is this podium thing? I can't get by it. Um, the the inconveniently small net. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Pao, everybody. That's right. So it's 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 a brilliant movie. Yep. But uh, yeah, uh, after beating the piano man um there's a little bit more to it uh, eventually you're trying to reach stephanie she's on the eighth floor um or we thought she was on the eighth floor um she's a lying bitch she yeah oh man he gets so mad at her he that's where the, the acting's a little rough yeah Sees, sees him on the security camera and she's like leaving him. He's like, you left me here. I don't, I'm not listening to you anymore. And she's like, okay, well, get out yourself then. And, and it's just like, what? Like, This is the only person that has been helping you this entire time. 
So, I don't know. He's a men's rights activist now. We've lost him. Oh, no. But, I don't know. He, he, yeah, the acting is not the greatest. But it's not, I wouldn't say it's bad. No, it's not bad. It's just, I feel it's like the, serviceable. The, the, the written dialogue yeah. I think is what's bad. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, you know what, that's the best way to put it. The lines, yeah. and the lines aren't so bad, they're good, like funny, stupid, you know, like early PS1. Like, you almost were a Jill sandwich. Yeah, you're the master of lock picking or uh, whatever. Oh my God, there's the so many. The master of from... unlocking. A master of unlock. Oh yeah, master of unlocking. It's such a bad line. It's uh, what is a man? Yeah. <laughs> I actually prefer the the retranslation of that. I know that's horrible to say, but I prefer the version that's a little bit more serious and not a miserable pile of secrets. Like, oh, I prefer. Better voice acting. I, I can't. The cheese is only so good for so long. You know what's crazy is that a year later, after Cynthia the Night came out, Metal Gear Solid came out, which had amazing voice acting and dialogue. Yep. I don't know. It's the same. You know, not the same developer, but you know, same. Yeah, company. same company. It's very weird. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, we uh, got to go through a little bit more. Um, Some more with... flashbacks. I, the biggest complaint I have about the flashbacks is really they're just walking around. Pretty much. Walk you... to a point, do like hit a button, walk to another point, hit a button. Yeah. And like that's fine if the plot was a bit better. Again, it's okay because it breaks up the monotony. Of going through the hotel and kind of like goes, it kind of marks an end of a chapter. But um, yeah, I never really liked the flashback stuff. That last I don't think one... it impacted me. Mm-hmm. The, last the last one, one you're talking the one just... where you go into the mine? No, no, the, the before that, the village. Oh, yeah, that, that uh... it was just long, it's and... long and not fun. Yeah, and you're just searching for those do a pieces. thing all arbitrarily. Now the gate is open. So okay, know. all right. I mean, it this game feels out of time. Like visually, it says this is made for you know not current consoles, but current consoles. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like some of the game design stuff is like we have not moved past PS One. I don't know. That's, uh, but I know we sound down on it, but I still enjoyed my time with it. That's my thing. Like, maybe it's because I, I know that this was built out of passion. Because it yeah. didn't light the world on fire. It wasn't sold for like a huge price. I mean, it could have been um, Quantum Error. You know. Yeah. Not to shit on Quantum Error unnecessarily, but that was a team of what four people that made Quantum Error, and. The way they conducted themselves online made it hard for anyone to want to root for them. Except for, like, very specific fanboys. Here's a team that's pretty quiet, as far as I know. Like, I've never really heard anything about the studio before or after. They have a, a, what, a a B-tier publisher... 
And, you know, they sell the game for 40 bucks. New. Like, and, yeah. and that meant that, like, you knew over time it was going to become less and less money. How much did you spend on this, Drew? $10. I'm sorry. Like, this is exactly kind of what I would expect for $10 from a horror game. Yeah, I would have paid more for it. Like, but what I'm saying is, is like, there are other games that are trying to follow in the footsteps of Resident Evil, Silent Hill. Um, I can't think of a other horror game that people try to like. Those are the two that people try to emulate, right? Sure. More than anything. Yeah. Uh, some, uh, I guess, Amnesia. I guess was, uh, you know, because Outlast is basically. taking amnesia's concept and and doing something different with it not i'm not criticizing i'm not saying they're stealing um but you know there's like maybe like three sort of formulas to to horror games that are that are followed by a bunch of indie devs and generally i feel like you're not getting the you're getting an indie dev who doesn't really get it and i think these guys at least get it I, yeah. I think they understand the fundamentals. Resident Evil isn't... When Resident Evil decided to get rid of puzzles, and I mean, like, that's what, Resident Evil 5, where you have, like, kind of no puzzles anymore? For the most part. It lost a big part of its character. And Silent Hill... Silent Hill, they started being like, well, people like the Pyramid Head stuff. Like, that's not why people liked silent hill silent hill is built with atmosphere which i think this game has and like because combat's not like the standout aspect of of silent hill and tons of puzzles the combat is is fine like it it works could could phobia be better like is phobia at silent hill one's level of combat no um i think the gold standard for combat is resident evil um whether you're playing the remake, which I just where I experienced it, but like or the original, because I've also played the DS remake of Resident Evil. Um, you know, could it be better? Yeah, but like they nailed the, the puzzle aspect, in my opinion. Oh yeah, that's where and they like, spent most of their time. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe to a fault, right? Like maybe there's too many puzzles. Maybe we should pull back on the puzzles a bit and made the combat feel a bit better, but. I do like the puzzles. I can't... I, I don't want you to get rid of them. I, I'm sorry. That's really fascinating to me. That yeah. they were like... Here's an aspect that a lot of people don't do. Because like a lot of those PS1 retro games, I find, are more interested in making it look... And like... Those... Like Resident Evil and, and Silent Hill. And not making it feel like Resident Evil or Silent Hill. Mm-hmm. I don't know, there's this weird charm to this game that I, I despite its flaws, because we are, we this is based off of our criticisms of it, still kind of made me love it. I don't know what the fuck happened in this game. I'm sorry, like, to this day, I, like, I kind of have a vague idea that, like, experiments were going on, and, you know, like... Time travel. But time travel and shit, but, like... If you ask me to, like, to tell you if this was a coherent story, I'm going to be like, no. Uh, not really. Not really. I, like, it I'm going to do my best to It feels like it. a... F- thank God, because to me it felt like a very early first draft. Sure. 
Which is funny, because all the dialogue is written, right? Like, that's not generally how you'd expect a first draft to go. Like, you would expect the first draft to be a pretty rough outline, story-wise, and not have any dialogue. And then as you work the dialogue, the story would get fleshed out. But it's not. Yeah. Like, other than what the main character's kind of dealing with. But, like, do do they explain why he's special? I don't remember that. So you talking about the Roberto? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, let's. All right. So when we leave the hotel. Yeah. Sorry. Show. We'll 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 go back to the the gameplay. I suppose. Yeah. We yeah. go. Eventually, you hit a point of no return, and yes. it's straight out of Resident Evil One. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they do. If you leave here, you're never coming back. But it's so. but it's it's also a basement that is also a secret laboratory. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true too. Yeah, it's a, a laboratory below the ba- b- b- below the hotel, I guess. So, when we leave the, the hotel, we do a flashback of Christopher. Now, if we remember, Christopher was back in like the nineteen twenties or thirties, somewhere around there. And Christopher is going through this village, like a mining village, and it, through these little flashbacks and and. And, um, like, uh, echo memories, people talking and stuff like that. We see that Christopher was kind of like this wealthy guy who started a mining expedition. Um, he, he was, he, he had basically hired this village to dig in this mine for some reason. And, uh, he goes crazy and decides he's going to kill everybody in the village because they had found what what he, he had been looking for which As was do. this was was this artifact i don't know the the tetrahedron whatever yeah yeah um i don't know the the, the is... power upgrade things that you get or look like the thing too yeah and this 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 thing i don't know if it's alien technology or you know ancient civilization technology whatever um, but he goes nuts for it, um, almost like an Eldritch Horror kind of thing, where like he's got this power and it makes him go mad, and he kills everybody in the village, and he takes that power for himself. Um, after that flashback, we're now in the underground, um, which is full of like laboratory experiments. Um, I don't. I, there's computers down there, but there's also a lot of old stuff. So I don't know how old this place is. Yeah, I think it. it to me, when you turn the camera on and it shows you the past, it felt World War Two ish. Yeah, maybe. you know what I mean. Like visually, anyways, I can't say for certain. Maybe the 1960s. Yeah, you know, um, they were still doing lobotomies in the 60s. Yeah, essentially, yeah. That You know what, yeah. 60s is probably right. Yeah, that weird era where we were like, if you think about it, it wasn't that long ago, but they were doing some real fucked up stuff. Oh, they were, yeah. Lobotomies didn't end until the 70s. Mm. I mean, um, uh, wasn't JFK's sister lobotomized? Yes. Yeah, in Kennedys the, are not good people. I think back in the 50s. Yeah, yeah, it's fucked up. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, so this this laboratory where they were doing these experiments, they were creating this monster 
that they deemed Achilles is what they called him. We know him as Rock Lobster. It's Rock Lobster. Yeah. They can call by the time they give him a name, you've already you the player have already decided to give him your own. Yes. So we got Rock Lobster and we got Billy Joel. Um Sing us a song of the piano man. I you know, hate that song. you know he must have been he must have been good because he died young. <laughs> God. God. I love that song. Yeah. I just, I hate Piano Man. I hate that song. You know what? I hate Piano Man, not for Billy Joel's sake, just that I've heard it way too many fucking times. Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, the underground is where we start to see, like, what they've been doing with every this technology. T- I just need to say this. Every time you say underground, my brain wants to put digital in front of it. Digital underground? Yes. And I my mean, brain starts to go to Humpty Dance. Oh, boy. I, I, don't, I don't know why, but that's where my brain is going. The laboratory. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the, well, you can say underground. I, I just need to say that out loud so you understood if there's like a big pause before I say something else. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I, this, I'm going to be honest, the notes throughout the uh, the hotel a- aspect of this game um, didn't didn't compel me to read them a lot. Outside of like, is there information on a puzzle? The notes in the underground section, not that there's like a, you know, it's not like there's a ton of lore. It's not um, control in that sense. I was more interested in knowing what the hell was happening down here. Yeah. Because, like, it's clear some messed up stuff. Like, there's blood. <laughs> there's bodies. I'm yeah, like, this... yeah, just, uh, what, so uh, I just kind of wanted to know, like, uh, what happened? <laughs> my My only question is, is, like... We're using this technology, this, this alien technology, whatever it was. Why does it turn people into monsters? And why that design of monster? Right? This, yeah. This looks, this looks more like something from like Arkham Horror. That's the reason why I'm saying, like, the, the plot-wise, I don't... I didn't see how it was all cohesive. Why the spider creatures? Don't know. Right? Like, I can buy... So I can buy the connection between the spider creatures and the zombies. Or I can buy the connection between the zombies, the mask guy, and Piano Man. Sure. But I can't buy the connection between all of them. I don't know. Right? Like, we're either going into the whole body horror aspect, because the zombies do have a pretty interesting unique design but not yeah. just zombies they have these weird like their, their rib cages are open and stuff like they, they got this really weird messed up design I, a design i actually like you just see too much of it yeah so it kind of loses its impact mm-hmm. they remind me and of I the see... generators from resident evil 4 i'm not familiar with that so i apologize oh, but man. i will take your word for it um I just think, like, if you look at them and then you look at the spider creatures, the small ones, and the boss, I see I see the direct line, but, like, the, the spider creatures aren't built off of people, right? 
So, sure. like, okay, Eldritch Horror, there's, you know, the bodies of people start to look more like the Eldritch Horror of the spider creatures. Fine. But then, like, Piano Man shows up, and he's different looking. And I'm like, okay, so, like, this thing kind of just messes with the body then, whatever's going on. But then, like, Rock Lobster, like, it just, it doesn't... I I, I I trust that the, the developers built all these designs, because I don't recognize any of them. I feel like you would see the zombies elsewhere if they were bought assets. Not, yeah. You know what I mean? Not saying that's a, I'm not saying bought assets are a bad thing. I, not everything is an asset flip that uses bought assets. Um, but I don't know how you make things that are so different. Like, the gas mask alone on Rock Lobster separates him from even piano man yeah it's weird and like they never really explain but like i can tell that they have the gas mask on him so you relate him to the little girl but the little girl doesn't really relate to the zombies which don't relate to the spiders either then because it just doesn't i don't know it feels like this here's the reason why i gave this an Eight or an 8.5. I don't remember what it was. I think it may have been an 8.5. This game screams potential. And this is a studio's first game, and I knew it wasn't going to get a lot of coverage. I really enjoyed my time with it, too. Is there faults? Yes. But in terms of a studio's first game, there's AAA studios that put out worse shit. Oh, yes. <laughs> a, a, a phobia too that fixes the problems could be an amazing like a perfect game in my yeah. opinion keep the puzzle design work on your combat and your story writing and in turn with combat your your monster designs i think they have something because they understand atmosphere like going through the labs felt entirely different than moving through the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. It did. I'm I sorry. Know. I keep I keep sidetracking you from getting to the point and I, no, I'm not fine. trying to, but it's just going through so I actually had technical issues going through the labs. Really? Yeah, I had some weird bugs happen, but I think that is because I'm playing on an OG Xbox One, right? Mm-hmm. And some of that, I think, so I had to keep, what I what I figured out was if I had stopped the game and put it on, like, um, hiatus, you know what I mean? Like, turn the console off so it's in power saving mode, mm-hmm. and then restart the game, I think that's what led to it. I think it's like but a I, memory I, leak kind of thing? Yeah, because it would be, like, a weird, the game wouldn't crash, but there would be, like, these weird, um graphical bugs like half the like like almost like a um you know when a youtube video is like loading wrong and like you get like sometimes like blocks of color and stuff okay that was happening with the game it's i've I've only ever seen it with this game and i didn't i i think i mentioned it in my review but i specifically said i'm playing on like an og xbox and like sometimes i would you know shut the console down but not turn the game off I wouldn't have that issue if I turned the game off, right? And then restarted the game. So 
it was a little weird that way but like i still think that was my hardware rather than the game because once i would restart it the game didn't have any issues so if you didn't run into any of those then i'm going to say it was my console yeah no that's one thing i never ran into aside from like the the monsters maybe clipping through the yeah that's 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 standard jank i I, i'm kind of I kind of stopped looking at that in games and just going like, okay, unless it was like trying to go for hardcore realism, I don't, I try not to like talk about like, because you you know what, like it's hard enough in, in most games now because they're open world, because this is sort of open world that like inevitably stuff is going to end up in places it shouldn't. Um, but for an indie team, especially like, yeah, the, the zombies kind of clipping through the door frame, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I hate, is that sad that that's where the state of the game industry is? Where I just go fuck it. That just part of games now. I mean, yeah. I mean, we've had we've had clipping issues since the N sixty four. So I mean, the N sixty four is king. You oh, clip yeah. through you clip through walls and you you end up at the end of the game. That's how they fucking speed run Zelda. Oh yeah. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, the the. Underground, I actually like the underground a lot because uh, now don't get me wrong, I like the I like the hotel too. Uh, the hotel was very large, but was connected very well. Um, the The laboratory areas are connected very well too, um, but they're not as big, so it's more like a, a kind of like a mini dungeon would be the best way to describe. Very it. claustrophobic. Yes. Yes. Like, um, the way they block off areas with fallen debris felt very. I know this sounds so stupid. It felt very different than the debris that was in the hotel. <laughs> it felt like something bad happened rather than just age deteriorating a wood hotel. You know, the wooden frames of the hotel deteriorate different. And like a fire and a and, and a monster ripping through a hotel would be different than a monster ripping through a concrete and metal lab. Yeah. And yeah, the the things that block your way feel different. And then of course the key cards and stuff and the way that some of the rooms you like to clip or like oh the 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 intersection between the path is blocked off with debris, so you're going through the lab rooms. Yeah. And it felt, it never felt like I got used to the, like, it wasn't like I was, I was, I never knew where I was going, but I always was a little uncertain on where I was exactly. Yeah. It was pretty good. Like, I I was, because, you know, there is that chase sequence through the labs, Mm -hmm. and you got to get back to where you can drop all that stuff on them. Um, Yeah. And yeah, I, I was like, oh crap, I turned right. Should I have turned left? And I don't know. You know, because I knew where I needed to go, but I was like, "How do I get there?" You know. Um. But yeah, going through the 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 laboratory area, you got to get these different key cards. You got to get like access rights for the key cards. I and, love that the fact that they made their little like fake operating system on the computer and yep. stuff. I'm sorry, that'll always get me. Like Prey does that really well too. Um, just these fake operating. Operating systems are designed for a reason, the way they are. And anytime somebody makes a fake one, I'm I'm sold. Just thank you. That is a weird thing that like most video games 
don't do right it's usually just like pictures you hit a you hit the button and the stuff automatically happens and like yeah. no you can go through files yeah oh i just love that shit the um one of the one of my favorite things is um <laughs> you get the usb drive and you get the little animation of him putting it in <laughs> pulling it out putting it in pulling it out putting it in again <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, this game has, like, these weird moments where I'm just like, these guys really cared. Like, why would you even, why would you put that in? You know what I mean? Like, it's like a throwaway. But it's just like, yeah, because, like, you would. You would do that. It just, it's, you know. I don't know. I appreciate this game on a level that I don't appreciate a lot of games. Yeah. And there's tons of references to Resident Evil and Silent Hill in it, so... You probably caught more of those than I did because I don't have as much history with those. So you, you can find a green herb in, in a Yeah, bathroom. I remember that one. And that says, one don't, stands don't out. Don't eat obviously. this. It's poisonous. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, guys, there's there's a few of those here and there. Um, and there's actually one. There, there is an achievement called "This is not a bug," and in the on the eighth floor, right there, where that you know where you go up the the stairs to the to the door that you've been trying to get into this whole time. It, if you look to the right of the door along the wall, there is a lamp with a lampshade just floating there. And just in that spot, there is an invisible uh, pathway that you can walk up onto the wall. And there's a note on top of the lampshade saying this is not a bug and then you can walk back down. What is that a reference to? Nothing. It's just really? there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just there. I threw a bunch of stuff in There's, there. So, so the other thing is like, unfortunately I don't speak Portuguese or speak or read Portuguese. Cause there's a couple notes that aren't translated. that are just in the environment. Yeah. That you can just look at on the floor. I, I ended up translating one of them and it references the fact that later on the bookcases move. Really? Yes. Now, if you if you if you look at the bookcase, you can see the door behind it early on, and it's pretty obvious based on kind of the setup of the of the area. But like, yeah, that office that's behind the bookcases, um, it references the fact that like the statue has been moved or whatever. Hmm. And I was just like, that's such a weird, neat thing to do. Because it's totally something you could walk by. I just happen to see it because I think the statue sort of points at it, but it's not translated in English at any point. Because it doesn't need to be. Um, you know, it's not. It's not. It doesn't actually help you. Like, there's a, there's something in that room already that tells you that it's there. So, it, like, I don't know. It's just it's fascinating stuff where like they do these little small details and i'm just like why would you ever do that by the way the answer to that somebody i don't know who figured it out the answer to that stupid um drawer puzzle is on a painting really like the room below or above yeah i ended up looking it up after after last week because i was just like i need to know i need to know if this is just them fucking with me because if Dustin can figure it out, you can figure it out, and I can't figure it out, I'm going to assume it's just bullshit. No, it's in a different room. Yeah. 
How this, it looks familiar, I don't know, but that could be a translation issue. That's part of the um, of the uh, gear puzzle. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you, the, the, the gear puzzle spans like all of the hotel. And like at the end, that you have to do like this code that reads phobia, and like it's like this like really like I wouldn't say futuristic, but like way more high tech than anything else in this hotel. Huh? And it's almost like you're putting in like detonation codes or something. It's weird. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, yeah. No, I mean it's, it's long. Like it took me. Like an hour to do all of it. It's shit like that that's impressive to me. Yeah. I just wish the payoff was a bit better on those. Yeah, the only thing you get is an achievement. Well, it's not even that. Like, even when you solve other puzzles, it's like, here's some more ammo. Here's an upgrade thing. You know, yeah. in, in, in Resident Evil, if you did something like that, it'd give you a better gun. True. Right? And there's only, what, five weapons in this game? Um, pistol, machine gun, shotgun, and then handgun. Like yeah, the, okay. the revolver. Right, yeah, and then, yeah, because the other thing is the camera. Right, okay. Yeah. And they tease you with guns throughout this game. Yeah, you get before, ammo for them before you get the gun. Not even that. There's a, the moment before the spider fight or whatever, you see the antique guns. Yeah. It's just like, fuck you. And there you go. That, 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 that should have one shot in it. And it just KOs whatever it shoots. Yeah. I'm, steal- I'm stealing that from one of the John Wick movies, where he puts together the antique gun, turns around, shoots one guy, and that's it. He just put together this gun to shoot one guy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Jeez, um, what else? Um, uh, we were in the basement, and we're about to... It's time to fight Brock Lobster. Like, you're talking about the very end? Well, I mean... Unless you want to... Like, we dropped the thing on him after the chase. Yeah. Then we got to go lower levels of the of it, if you remember. And you That's have to go, right. like, yeah. activate those... Like, they're on different levels. It's almost like a little maze in there. But yeah, after that, Rock Lobster's gone. He took off all his clothes for some reason. Um, when we come back he up. Didn't, he didn't want to give you the, the advantage, or he was trying to intimidate. I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, we uh, we we see uh, through the security cameras that earlier Stephanie has went through this giant door that we saw at the very beginning of the the underground. So yeah. we know where we need to go. So we got to activate all those nodes to open the door. And go open the door, and we get bombarded with ammo. I'm talking like, oh my god! I was, I had like 80 shots. And I already, the yeah, and, and I already had ammo. I, I, so yeah, I did like, too. you know what I mean? Like, that's what I. That's the reason why, like, I wrote in my review that I'm like, it really, just keeps giving you shit. Like, eventually, like, I don't know if I want to say early on, I still had a lot of ammo. The boss fights were always a problem. Um, not so much the spider, but definitely uh, Billy Joel. Um, but yeah, just like one of those, like, what are you doing? Yeah, and then we put on a gas mask because we have to create this this um, poison gas that can kill Rock Lobster or weaken him at least to where he can be damaged. So we have our boss fight with Rock Lobster, 
and it's just in this area where we got to pull these levers after yeah, downing it's a, him. It's a little anticlimactic. Yes. I did not get hit by him once, and I did this fight twice. I, I think like, I may have gotten hit by him once, but at that point, I still had, like, health packs. Oh, I, I ended this game with eight full heals. So, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we uh, we shoot him. He falls over the edge, and he's holding on. And then we just take the shotgun and shoot him in the face, and he falls down to his death. I did like that. That was fun. I mean... Really? Are you going to save the monster? Really? No. Oh, you can maybe still appeal to his humanity. No, I can't. (laughs) Also not my job. (laughs) So we, uh... After that, um... Rock Lobster has damaged our gas mask, so we're now breathing in this stuff. Uh, we get another flashback to Christopher. He, He goes into the mines... Um, he sees this, he sees the gas mask girl show up, um, and there's a note there, um, and this is where the story kind of comes into play, and how Roberto is important, is that this, um, this letter that she leaves behind, she is writing to Roberto, and calling her daddy, and it's signed 2040. I think it's in 2040 or somewhere around there. I vaguely remember this now. Yeah. And then uh, Christopher oh. goes down one of the mine shafts and uh, he comes out into this area that looks like. I don't I couldn't even describe it. It looks like the outside, like there's foliage and stuff, but there's like this. I don't know if it's like a spaceship or something. Something's there. I think that's where he got this artifact. I don't know. I want to just want to say something. They really lean on the. They really lean on the gas mask girl. Like I mean, that's what the cover. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's her. I'm not. Pretty, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's not the monster. Anyways, it's like, guys, it's a person in a gas mask. It ain't that cool. Yeah. I feel like if you if if. If you asked me when I was in high school to design, like, a cool character, I probably would have put a character in a gas mask. But, like, it's a gas mask. It just is. It's, at the end of the day, that is... You're really limiting yourself on creative design. No, well, Kojima already did it. And... Yeah, I mean... Twice, actually. Yeah, and that's... Twice. Mm-hmm. Give me a minute. Yeah, you're going to tell me who the other person is. Psychomantis. Psychomantis and then one of the Beauty and the Beast core. Oh, well, that's all because they reference. Yeah, they're all references I mean, that doesn't count because it's literally a reference to Psychomantis. Oh, come on. Anyway. So, um, yeah. Uh, We get to our final, the choice. The final chapter is the choice. And very Kojima-esque. Choose what what achievement do you want? Yeah, so you're slowly <laughs> crawling to the to where you need to be. Uh, you you start to pass out. You can't move. You see Stephanie there. She's talking with Christopher, and uh, Christopher pulls out a knife and stabs her and kills her. 
You're like, oh no. And the character I have no I have no feelings for have been stabbed. <laughs> Alright. And um Remember that time in the hallway? All those times we had together? Yep. All those phone call <laughs> conversations. But it's like the okay, come on, like Stephanie is a girl, a little girl. You know? Like Wait, what? Am I not remembering this right? There was a woman, an adult. Oh, woman. right, duh. Okay, right, right, right. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking the little gas mask girl. Right? I don't know what the gas mask girl's name is. Right. Okay. Sorry, I confused this. Yeah, it's been a so, while. It's been a while. Um, he, yeah, he stabbed Stephanie, the woman we've been talking to. Right. 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 Oh my god. Yeah. She was. She was apparently working with him. But again, like it just really. I. How am I supposed to feel bad for this person? You hey, know. You don't. You don't. And right. he's the gas got, mask girl's in the pad. Oh. Yeah, he, the gas mask girl is in the in the. I don't know. The, I don't know. That's that's tube. what I'm saying. I'm confused because to this day I'm not really sure what happened. I, I did the suspended. things because they were in the game. Yeah, and he gives us a choice: join him or sh- shoot him. I guess he's going to give you that. So I didn't know what to do. So I asked her to join him. So I joined him first. And basically, you and him rule the world. I don't know. He's got big plans. He's immortal, apparently. Uh, you know, not to be followed up in a sequel. Yeah, and then if you choose to shoot him, um, he's like, "This shouldn't have happened. This is not supposed to happen this way." And uh, you then release the girl. And you're holding her right. in your okay. arms. That's okay. That's where I was. That's why I was going to say I thought the little girl was there. Yeah, she that's is. Right. She's okay, in, like, that's the reason why I'm confused. That's right. It's yeah. a fucking this whole this whole sequence. Yeah, she's in the water. I guess she's some sort of power conduit. Yeah, that's the reason why I was confused. I'm like, no, the little girl was there. That's right. I forgot you meet Stephanie in person for like one moment. Yeah. And then they're like, please have an emotional moment with the fact that Stephanie has been shot. Um, why? <laughs> you mean the person that led me here? I'm yeah. supposed to feel. Who was working with a bad guy the whole time? Yeah, who was working with a bad guy the whole time? Like, I'm really not. Like, fuck you, Stephanie, and fuck this dickhead. So... That should have been the third option. Just shoot everybody. So the, from what I can gather. Okay, hold on. Let me let me let me let me brace myself for the story. From what I deep lore breakdown from Drew. All right, Christopher finds this artifact in a mine. He gains powers that I guess almost immortal. He doesn't age. Yes, that that I figured out. That I understood. Bad guy is immortal. Makes sense. During this time in the 30s or whenever this was, he runs into this girl who time travels. She leaves this note about her father, Roberto. Christopher, I guess, comes up with this idea that she... He's going to deal with her in the future because she's constantly time traveling, right? She's she's basically displaced because we see her 
all the time. Let's just make it clear. Then how the fuck did he capture her? I don't know. They right. captured her and put her in a tube. How is she in the tube? She's anywhere she wants to be at any point in time. Maybe this is the this is the Doctor Manhattan. Don't think too hard because it falls apart very quickly. Maybe maybe he he was since he's immortal, he's got all the time he, he needs. So he had he had a syringe with some kind of knockout medication, and she just waited for her to, to time travel, and he grabbed her and stabbed her with it, knocked her out, put her in the tube. This is literally a, a half life uh, thing too. Uh, not to, I won't say anymore, but just yeah. So he, like, how does that work? Don't think about it. Okay. So he he gets this girl, and he I, I guess he's 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 using her to get to Roberto because he's the father of her. I don't. Yeah, but is, I feel like is, there's an easier way to do that. Well, my thing is, is like, I, I, I guess he. But I guess he's got the camera that can see in through time. Like, I, I, I realize, like, yeah, yeah have he, a camera he developed that sees through, it. Yeah, see through time, and like, I just there's there's. How do I put this? There's a point where like it becomes very hard to accept any more nonsense. Yeah, and like. The little girl just doesn't make sense. It feels like they were trying to go for fear. And didn't really... And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm glad they didn't. Because we've seen what fear turns into when you follow through. Oh, man. Some weird, creepy, please don't think about it too hard because you don't want to think about it at all shit. I'll be honest with you, man. Fear two scared the living crap out of me. Yeah, uh, Fear two though has the 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 most uncomfortable sequence where Alma Alma maybe hops on the the main character. Oh wow, I don't remember dude, this. You, dude, do you not remember uh, Point Man and Faxton Pedal are Alma's kids? Fear 2 is a prequel. <laughs> and the main character is the dad. <laughs> oh, wow. And it's just like, I don't, you just don't, th- and like, clearly, he is not giving consent. Oh, boy. Don't think about, don't think about it too hard. It gets really fucked up. So I'm really glad they didn't go down the, the like, ripping off Fear more. But they also failed to understand, like, Alma is a known presence pretty early on. You know what I mean? Like, I know nowadays, but, like, she's always kind of there, and you learn about her. This character is there for a little bit, gone for a long time, and, like, you never really exactly know what the fuck she's doing. And you don't know her, her... um, motivation. I think. And why was there a hotel built on like a base? Like you know, just there. There's questions again. The, the the framework of a game is here, and the framework of a, a story is here. But you know, um, 
really I, I, like they really nailed parts of the gameplay and then they were like i don't know how to write a story <laughs> again maybe that's a translation issue i'll give them credit and say maybe we lost stuff in translation but still so the the thing i think of is a lot like infamous so i as someone that loves infamous okay <laughs> so i don't see it I, I i think what happened was christopher in the 30s had a random chance to meet this girl. This girl is a future experiment of Christopher's. And so I feel like from the 1930s when he runs into her up till we play as Roberto, he is trying to, to get to the point where this girl is. Because I, th- I think it, like that's what he's leading up to. He's, he has seen his completed experiment. Now he wants to make sure it happens. If you know what I mean. Because he's immortal, right? I think that's what happened. I don't know. But if that's the case, he already has her in a fucking tube. Why does he need... And then, and then what's with Rock Lobster and, and Billy Joel and the spiders? You know, like... That's the reason why I just kind of treated this as a game. You know, um, I... I, I, I I fucking hate that John Carmack said this, but, like, he's sometimes right. Who gives a shit about a story in a video game? I'm misquoting him, but he said that, like, gameplay is important, stories aren't, when it comes to video games. Gameplay-wise, I really enjoy Phobia. Story-wise, I mean... I don't remember the story. Like you had to exp- re-explain the story to me because I don't remember it because it wasn't yeah. important. Like I remember doing stuff in the flashbacks, and I remember that there was like the bad guy. You're playing as him, and you're kind of like it- it's giving you the history. But there's a long gap in between the past and then how there's a fucking hotel there. Yeah, I don't you know, know. Like it's one of those like okay. And yeah. then there's a lot of time from when the hotel is there, and then you're in the hotel in the future. When I Stephanie f- calls you. Yeah, I feel like, and this is not a detriment to the game, I, I feel like Phobia is going to be one of those games where I'm not going to think about it anymore until somebody's like, hey, you remember Phobia? And I was like, oh yeah, I really liked that game. That was cool. That's how I've kind of felt. That's the reason why I like, when we talk about indie games that I guess kind of surprised me, Phobia kind of did. Yeah. It, again, not a perfect game, and maybe I scored it too high. I don't know. I, I I still... All my complaints are because I want the game to be better. Not that the game should... How do I, how do I put this? There's two ways, I think, to look at games... There are games that you you play and you see the potential and the missed opportunities. And then there are games that are just like I mean there I guess there's there's also games that are just like exactly what you want, but right. that, those are rare. And the other ones are games that seem to fail at what they're clearly attempting. Yeah. And I don't think this game fails at what it's attempting. No. I think it just overlooked parts of it. Like, get a better writer. 
and really work on the combat. And then I think this game and and keep the like fixing this game, keep the hotel, keep all the puzzles. Change the amount of damage you do with a gun. Add two more enemies. Yeah, I need some more variety. You know, um, make it so, like, and, and when I say two more enemies, make the hotel just the bugs and the people, right, the zombies, and then have the underground have different things in them. Yeah, have worse things in them. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe some more weapons would be nice. I'm not saying, like, really change it, but, like, tell me it wouldn't be fun to go through with a grenade launcher, right? Not that that would make sense to be there, but still. Um, or a crossbow, because we're already talking about old stuff. But those are all things that are, like, things you can add in the future. Like, in a next, in the next phobia. It's not like I play this game and I go, it's broken, uh, you know, on a design level, I don't understand why they were, why they would make this choice. Like, we've talked about it, we make fun of Ryan for it, but, like... I don't blame him for not liking weapon degradation in the Zelda, the new Zelda games. Yeah. You know, I don't mind it, but, like, I also don't blame people for not liking it. It's a choice that is made and is going to be divisive. I don't think bad choices were made in this game. I think... I think Different they just, choices were made. <laughs> I think choices made out of time and budget were made. Yeah. You know, so and and unfortunately, I don't think this game did all that great sales wise. I'm curious. The people that, did. from what I can find, the people that play this game generally like it. Yeah. Because I think it's I think it's charming, and I feel like that's it's almost rude to say to a a horror game. No. But that's like it charming in the sense that, again, rolling back to a statement I made previously passion there is there is a love for not just horror games but like games in general these people that make these games play games yeah and not in a sense of i'm playing silent hill and i want more silent hill i'm i play silent hill and i want to be the next person that is remembered for making a horror game yeah it's got a lot of ambition yeah, it's a, a, I call them the little engines that could. There's a, there's another game in the same vein as this that I I I champion. It's called the Chant. I will play that at some point. The Chant feels a lot like Phobia. It feels really? like yeah. It, well, all right. It's a third. You know, you, I game. know what you're talking about. Like in terms yeah. of um, quality. Yeah. Not a tier, you know, maybe a low B tier game, but yeah. more because not because it's not because it's like a studio that just churns out work. Because that's the other thing too. Like you say, this is a say this is a B tier game. Well, there's B tier studios like Earth Defense Force where it's like they're not striving for anything else. Yeah, Sandlot and Ukes, they put out those games to be those games, which is fine, but like. I, as someone that likes Earth Defense Force, have lost sort of my interest in that series because, like, the passion ain't there anymore. Yeah. It's not a bunch of people just making weird shit that's experimental. It's just a formula. 
Yeah. So, Tori, tell me more about the chant, because I do want to know more about it. Uh, the chant say third person. Horror game. I would say it's a. Would you say as... it's horror as, like, in phobia as a horror game? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, you're dealing with stuff that's kind of eldritch. So, God, how do I describe this? So, um, uh, you play as this woman who gets invited by a friend to go to this like retreat on an island and when she gets there everybody's like it, it's like a cult and i think i think she even asked that so the that's the thing the writing and the acting and the chant is really good with the exception of one guy one guy i feel like had to have been a programmer I, or something i was gonna say i am a friend of the programmer yes who and and who but, has been brought on to read the script yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of bad, but everybody else in that Hello, game is fantastic. People. It's fantastic. Everything else in that's fantastic, but I mean the the main character, she's like, "Hey, is this a cult?" And yeah, yeah, and they're like, "No, it's not a cult. It's just you know we're we're cleansing ourselves and stuff like that." They, they're, they're it's big a and like, commune. Yeah, it's a, it's commune. a commune, and then you have sex with the leader. Come on, that's not a cult. That's a cult. Well, what happens is is that the leader of this has been like reading a bunch of material that he, that he found and come to find out they do like this little seance one night and it's real. You know, I think he even mentions, I thought this was just a bunch of mumbo jumbo, but he does this chant and it actually makes like this eldritch shit start coming up out of the ground. Like, like, like the plants come to life and stuff like that. And it's, 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 it's kind of creepy right um and you have to fight your way through it you have to find all the other members of the commune and try to be like hey i need you to help me and the and the problem is is they're also getting corrupted by the chant and so it's 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 really cool because like each section um if i would say it's it's a very minor metroidvania because like you'll you'll go through a section of the island that's like you're trying to find somebody like like we're we're trying to find Eric, and when we find Eric, he's been corrupted by the the chant, and when you beat him, you you get a new ability that then lets you go to the next part of the island. So it's it's I'm, in, I'm looking at screenshots of it and like, yeah, it doesn't. It feels like it's got the horror aesthetic. But it's not necessarily. It, it feels more like Alan Wake One in a sense of that way, where yeah. it's a horror aesthetic, but it's not really a horror game. Yeah, it's. It, but I, I will champion that game forever. I really, really like that game, but there is some issues with it. You know, it's it's it's, it's a B tier. It's a B tier game. I think it. I think it came out at forty bucks, maybe fifty yeah, bucks. Twenty five Canadian, so it's probably yeah. twenty dollars American. Now, I mean, it's just a couple years old now. Yeah, it's, it's it's only it's only twenty twenty two. Yeah, um, but that like you know, it's it's like I, I really enjoyed that game. It, it was I called it like the little engine that could. You know, it's like oh, I was I was cheering for the game the whole time. You know, like oh man, I want I want I want this to be just a little bit better. You know, but I'm enjoying what I'm saying. I like you can see the blueprints of a fantastic experience but there's just a few things there whether it be budget or whether it be time you put on put on your galoshes you're gonna have to wade through a little bit of shit yeah just a little bit not a lot but i mean 
maybe this is a bigger discussion not for this podcast maybe it's a better for an intermission of games that little games that could but like i find those are the games that i end up loving more yeah you know what you're like, getting into always, with a triple a always, game well but do you like nowadays you know resident evil 2 when i played it the remake um, you know, I think that's a masterpiece. I think it's mm, it's a brilliant. It it's exactly what I expect from a, a horror game, and I loved every moment of it. Um, now knowing kind of what I know about the original Resident Evil Two, there's a, some di- minor disappointments. Like I wish the stories were more interconnected, but I kind of knew what I was getting there. But a lot of AAA games, like do you? I just bought the new Super Mario Wonder game, and I kind of had bigger expectations for it. Um, not to um, say that's a bad game at all. It's great. I'll remember it. Of course, I will. It's kind of ubiquitous. But like, I think as a as a game player, the, the smaller games that try to achieve more with less always sort of will be the games that stick with me more. Yeah. You know, um, I know it's a big title now, but things like Ico. Right, like yeah, Ico had Sony's backing, but I mean, though that game is a janky little mess of you know, few, a few programmers just doing their own thing, um, you know, and then they got Shadow of the Colossus, which was a bigger success, but you know, it's they're still they're still little janky things. Like they're they're, they're things you by they're things that by all accounts should be a massive failure. Yeah. And yet, somehow, they're, they're oh my god, they're the Rudy of video games. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, like, I think that's the reason why, like, people like myself loved Earth Defense Force when it first showed up. Because it's like nothing else. And there's so many games like that, that, I don't know, like, I... One of the other ones is, and it's one, cause one of the few I, I, I reviewed, um... Dead in Vinland. Dead in Vinland is such a weird, weird title that I'm just like, that is such a brilliant concept. And, you know, there's nothing kind of like it. Like, I don't think... Like, is there any Resident Evil game or Silent Hill game that has as many puzzles as fucking Phobia does? (sighs) No. Yeah. No. I mean... Phobia's going, trying to go for uh, witness levels of, of puzzles. Yeah. Like, the... I would say the first two Resident Evils on PlayStation had a good amount of puzzles, but to be honest with you, a lot of the puzzle solving in that game was inventory management. It was, uh, I've got the, I've got this thing, now I've got to go back to where I was. You know, there's a lot of backtracking. And they did have some puzzles in there that you had to figure out. You know, it's it's Lockers not, and stuff, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's not bad. Um, I, I know Silent Hill was more more direct with puzzles, but they yeah. were usually mandatory. Yeah, like the uh, I I know the notorious uh, piano puzzle from two, or is that one? Regardless, I can't remember. I think but, it's uh, two, but yeah, I think it's two because it it's one of the few that I don't think changes based on the clock, uh, the start time of the game. Ah, uh, but you know, thinking about those those indie games that had a, a lot of heart to them, there was another one 
that I, I, I still champion. Uh, Majin in the Forsaken Kingdom. I need to play that. I have it. It's really good. Um, that's really good. I mean, I, I, can we just say uh, we're going to do this as a, as a, uh, intermission now, right? Sure. Like really find some weird shit that you just, you champion to hell and back. Cause I think, I think I'm even interested in hearing not just your stuff, but like listeners stuff too. Yeah. We may have done something similar before to be fair, but I think if, if we kind of limit ourselves to like stuff that just isn't because we've done hidden gems but i think that's a bit of a different statement because there's stuff that's unknown that is still perfect you know what i mean mm-hmm. but like i'm talking like the stuff that's got some jank you have to fucking wade through yeah that is worthwhile still there's something i don't know just about that that i'm like if i'm willing to I know you don't like it, but Deadly Premonition 1 is that for me. I think that's a lot more shit to wade through than what I like to do. I think if the writing was any less weird, I would totally agree. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. You can be weird without being shitty. I like that type of... I mean, you know, it reminds me of a lot of uh, Sandlot stuff, which is um, the people that did Earth Defense Force originally and uh, Robotic Alchemic Drive and this like flat sort of terrain, these really bad textures that just, like, fuck it, it's a forest. Like, don't ask questions, it looks like shit, but you know where you are. You know, here's a, here's a thing of water. We put a, we put a slight reflective texture over this, like, invisible poly, or this, this clear polygon, and that's just what water looks like here. I don't, you know, you, can you go swimming? Can you interact? No. Physics don't exist in this world. Everything, everything is just a block sliding on another block. I don't know, like, his games, if, if you want to... If you want to have a game like that, go play Suda Fifty One shit. You need to play Spy Fiction. That's the only one I'll tell you that it's actually a good playing game of uh, Swearies. Because he just ripped off Metal Gear Solid. Well. But I think that's an interesting concept that we should probably explore in depth. Because yeah. phobia is that for me. If yeah. if I if I could sum up my opinion, like that is what phobia is, and knowing that it goes on discount and I just told you to buy uh uh the anima games the other day too. And I did buy them. Yay So I have them. B- fucking budget near guys. Budget near. Yeah. So we do have an email. I'm assuming it's from Dustin because It is from Dustin. He, because he's the one the only other person I think that was playing. It. Yeah. Then what the fuck's phobia. Uh it's titled Fa La 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 Obia. It says, uh, what's up? Uh, so I did go back and uh, do a run through of the hotel before taking the elevator to the lab. I didn't find much but the machine gun and revolver. I was annoyed since I knew there was so much more to, uh, so I knew that there was more. So I checked a guide and man, I wouldn't have found the gears for the wall puzzle to get you to get the fear file wait what hang on here's where Drew finds out he left something behind I wouldn't have found the gears for the wall puzzle to get you the fear file also that makes sense to me 
Also, I can't even remember where the lockbox keys were, so I wouldn't have found them either. And most of these puzzles only get you a file that don't add much to the story. So I'm not really sure why Christopher went crazy and killed everyone at the mining village. They didn't really explain it. The underground I lab. It, I just but, took it as capitalism. Yeah, <laughs> it's mine now. Bang. The underground lab was pretty straightforward. Uh, you find some random guy uh, was doing tests on his son, and that's what became Rock Lobster. It's funny how in this final fight he looks like a kid, but when he chases you, he's basically Nemesis. Also, that final boss was a joke. I didn't even get yeah. hit once, and all I used was a shotgun. I didn't even fire the machine gun or revolver since the uh, once this entire playthrough, since I was expecting some tough boss with a couple of forms at the end. I have a few questions about the cadaver of the women in the very first lab. She's there the entire time until after Rock Lobster Chase, and she's randomly gone. What happened to her? Also, a while I was thinking the little girl and the adult women that we've been in contact with were the same person. But see, okay, ending... I wasn't. I, 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 I in my head that's what happened. I just it conflated two characters into one. Yeah, but in the ending, debunked that theory. I don't know how I feel about the ending at all. I did choose to join Christopher, but honestly, I don't think it matters much. I guess the girl was my daughter, but that wasn't really explained well, and Rock Lobster just seemed so random to the overall story of Christopher than time travel and being a god. I wish everything was explained better. I liked the game overall, but the ending didn't do much for me. Some other random thoughts. I liked the little nods to Silent Hill and Resident Evil. The sound design was good, and I was creeped out a few times. Why did Rock Lobster ditch his outfit after we dropped the pipes on him? Why was we, he even we, wearing it? <laughs> <laughs> that is the, that is a good question. I I, I think it still goes back to the whole. At some point, someone in this someone in the group was like, "Guys, gas masks are cool," yeah. which again is like cool when you're 16, and like you now have money and you can buy a gas mask. But as soon as you put one on for the first time and you realize, "Wow, this kind of sucks." <laughs> There's a reason why it's not a fashion statement for most people. It's just the thing you have to do to survive. Yeah. Speaking of which, when our gas mask broke, why didn't we just grab a new one instead of crawling all over the damn lab? <laughs> anyway, that's game all I got. Game design. Well, thank you for that email, Dustin. Yes, thank you. I'm glad that I didn't horribly disappoint you like I did with Anadine. <laughs> But I, I, I don't know. Again, like, if some part of me on some level says you should really criticize this game more because there was some faults, but I'm just so okay with it. Yeah, no, it's fine. That's the thing is, like, it's it's a fine game. <laughs> I gotta write some, I gotta write some phobia fan fiction. Oh God! Explain, explain away the plot holes. What happened to his clothes? I don't know. He he he, bur- he got so hot he burnt them out. He breathed through his skin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no. We can go full Kojima. You know, as much as I ha- I hate some of Kojima's bullshit, and I know you didn't like Death Stranding because I felt Death Stranding did a better job of explaining the bullshit. 
he does explain his bullshit. Dude, all the way up until past the ending, after the credits rolled, I was still thinking that the fucking baby was him. How did you think that? Because that's what they, like, like, because they kept, like, alliterating it. No, that was, okay, okay, now I have to have the discussion. Death Stranding, uh, Welcome to Phoenix Down, episode blah, blah, blah. Um, That is, that is the, that I figured it out about half, like, around, like, the midpoint of all those flashbacks. Uh. Because the bridge baby is seeing it. Because the, uh, whatever, I can't remember what he ends up calling, um, the bridge baby. Um. BB, I don't know. But, yeah, BB, um, she's seeing his memories because they hook up together, right? Like, they actually hook into each other's system. Yeah. So when it zooms in on her eye, Kojima, this is, this is one of the few things where I'll be like, I'm glad he's a, he's a fan of cinema. He's tricking you into thinking that you're seeing BB's background, right? Like you're seeing BB's past with Mads and everything. However, I remember messaging Ken and being like, "Motherfucker, I'm playing. That's not BB's memories. That's fucking." his memories and BB is seeing it. That's the reason why we watch BB's eyes open when the memory comes back because BB's what you're witnessing it now through BB's eyes, not his because you play the game through his and then Kojima zooms in on BB's face and BB is seeing his memories that he forgot. I mean, yeah, it makes sense now, but I feel like the game did not explain that enough for me. I, f- I felt he did a really good job of, of setting you up to think, I'm watching BB's memories, and then rug pulling you and going, no, Sam was a, a B- uh, bridge uh, baby as well. <sighs> and, and that's where I went, motherfucker. And that's the reason why he's a, oh, I gotta hate the term, but repatriate. Because he was a be- he was a bridge baby. That's the reason why when he dies, he can come back. Yeah, that's the reason why he can visit the beach. Um, the only other two people, the only other person that can visit the beach and the real world. Well, there's, sorry, there's two people. Um, uh, um, God, what's his name? Um, Troy Baker's character. Troy Baker. Because he has direct connection to the president. Right? Whatever her name is. I can't mm. remember all the names. And the other person is um, uh, Hartman. Yeah, because he dies because constantly. He dies and then gets, gets uh, brought back. So I was like, because I was trying to figure out what made Sam special. And then as soon as you realize Sam was a bridge baby... And then it explains, like, why Mads Mikkelsen. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that was brilliant. I, I thought that was one of the few times where, like, Kojima's love of cinema made him frame the sequence to say to, to trick the audience into believing something that if he had just said it outright would have kind of given it away, I think. Because usually Kojima's really verbose, rather than he—he's a lot of tell, don't show. 
he'll show, but generally he'll tell you to, right? Which kind of defeats the point of showing. Um, if you're just gonna have the the people talk about it at fucking afterwards and beforehand, he doesn't talk about it because he's going to put the cuts in to show you to imply one thing and actually mean another. I went to art school. I, I can't help that like that's a a nerdy thing for me. But that I remember being so excited figuring that out. And Ken's like, I'm not going to tell you and because he just wanted me to finish it. And then I messaged Ken when I found it out for sure. And I'm like, motherfucker, I was right. <laughs> because it's just like, you know, he, for Kojima, someone who very clearly watches a lot of movies. Yeah. A lot of the time his, 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 his movie understanding comes more through like as a, as a sense of uh, trivia and, and references rather than understanding um en scène. So like he doesn't he understands how a shot is composed but doesn't understand that you use the composure to say something as well. Cuz like he'll do certain scenes but I'm like I don't it, it looks cool but it's not it's not saying anything with the the ca- the way the camera's moving. Like um I guess the best example not to try to nerd out too much but like Go look at like Citizen Kane. He's doing stuff like he or or, or um, I'll have to find better examples. But like, there's ways that the camera moves, the way the camera moves, and the way like like zooming in and, and focusing on certain aspects changes the understanding of the plot. Um, but now I question because you didn't get it. Like I'm wondering if. Unfortunately, it's like a thing that you only pick up if if you've kind of been told that's a thing. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. maybe maybe it maybe that's a a a, a flaw of that method now. Oh, maybe I don't I'm know. just an idiot. No, I don't think so. Because um, Matt thought the same thing. Of like with me? No, me. Yeah, see, that's then that, that makes me think there's that that might be a fundamental flaw. Um. That that I I picked up on it because, unfortunately, like when you go to school for art, the first part of it is very generic, right? Because they want you to find where you're going to focus on. Um, you know, some people paint, some people draw, blah blah blah. Um, and so they did film study, right? And so like you get taught certain things. So if you're not taught that. Do you do, do audiences understand that? Like, does does Christopher Nolan do things in his movies that are for fucking cinemaphiles? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's a thing that like I I've never thought. I guess of not picking up those those signs because I've just I've been told about it so so long. And now I wonder, like, maybe I'm an outlier. Maybe, maybe, like, maybe it's poorly told and I just happen to fumble into the answer, right? Like, I don't know. Uh, that's, that's interesting that both you and Matt, god damn it. I, I don't to listen to those. <clears throat> I don't hate that game. You don't just, love that game. I don't love that game. No. And I, and I'm the opposite. I love that game. I do not want to play a sequel to that game, though. Let me tell you right now. I don't know what the fuck they're going to do, but I don't think it's going to be good. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that story was complete. 
Yeah, I would say it was at least done. Like, yeah. I, I got all my answers. Uh, you know, I don't think there was anything that was kind of left. There's no threads left. It, um, there's no strands left unanswered. <laughs> but but I, 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 to me, like, I felt that was mo- his most coherent work outside of, like, Boktai, which was just fantasy vampires and, and cowboys. Because, man, Metal Gear gets gets me going sometimes about stupid shit. There's a lot of stupid shit in Metal Gear, but... I don't know, that f- Metal Gear Solid, man. Metal Gear Solid 1? No complaints. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid 2? Some some complaints. Metal Gear Solid 3? I have a lot of complaints. None of them are about the gameplay. Just We're now moving into dumb story time. Man. Yeah. Don't, don't you know everybody seems to know each other and they've known each other for decades? That's not how fucking anything works. We're moving into Star Wars territory now where everybody knows everybody. It's all about the Skywalkers. It's all Man. about the snakes. My thing is, and I think I've mentioned it on one of the podcasts, the problem I have with Star Wars, especially the new trilogy, that first movie, you know, they, they show Han Solo and the, the big line of, like, the Jedi, it was all real. I was like, literally, this was 20 years ago. You guys had a war with mystical fucking people and lightsabers. The problem it's with not... that movie is J.J. Abrams can't write fucking anything. I'm sorry, I can't. J.J. Abrams is awful. I know people don't like Ryan Johnson's movie, and that's totally fine. It's divisive, and I totally get that people feel that characters were, like, character assassination went on and stuff, but, like, J.J. Abrams... J.J. Abrams... I'm going to say something right now. Hideo Kojima writes some dumb bullshit. But I always genuinely think Kojima has a plan for everything. Even if I don't like the answer. J.J. Abrams doesn't plan for shit. He doesn't have any follow through. And it shows in his last movie. uh, In that Star Wars trilogy. He's the guy you come in to make a big splash. He knows how to make a pitch. And he can't end it. That is the problem with... I'm sorry I've tried writing like creative writing and that is I can get you an ending and I can get you a beginning but I cannot get you the in between J.J. Abrams could get you just the beginning that is not how a fucking story is told can you imagine like the the biggest part of the story happening in the intro and then having to figure out how you're going to top that no of course not because that's not how a story is told you you can work your way back right and then revisit that area but like he just lost is about a plane crashing and that is literally where that story begins he was told to make a pilot so he was like and he was given a bunch of money so he made an interesting pilot they had no foresight of where it was going to go um fringe same thing here's a bunch of money make a thing he made a thing and then he leaves because he's not interested in doing that he's interested in making the spectacle and that's how that works that's how star wars was it's just to me Star Wars in general, and this is not criticism of the new movies or the old movies or the the expanded universe did a fairly decent job. The original expanded universe, now what is it called, the Legacy or whatever, Legends? I don't know. Did a good job of understanding that the world does not revolve around a single entity. So 
yes, they ran into each other. Things happened in the same universe. It It is treated like a neighborhood, but, like, are you... Is there a main character in your neighborhood? If there is, there's usually a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, you don't know everybody in your neighborhood, but you're all living separate lives. That's how characters work. And that's the problem with a lot of things nowadays, but Star Wars is, like, the key factor. So good and evil surround one family. I'm going to be honest with you, everybody in that gal, all that, that like... I think it's multiple galaxies. All the people in that galaxy should rise up and just kill the Skywalker clan because it's just easier to wipe them off the face of the planet because you'll probably have less problems. Yeah. It's just that I'm sorry. That's a, that's, it's kind of like Lord of the Rings. You could say falls into that same camp, but it really doesn't because all the lore that comes before and after the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings story have nothing to do with the, uh, Baggins family yeah right the Baggins family are inserts and the other characters go on to live other lives but they don't just exist in that moment and that's the thing like the only fault I really have at the end of the day with all the big overall story of Metal Gear Solid is it's all about big boss and somehow the whole world's war all the wars in the world revolve around big boss it's kind of weird but I think he at least explains why it does that very well, which is not an explanation of the Skywalkers. Yeah. yeah. But now we're just rambling about other shit. Sorry. I, <laughs> okay. I go off on Star Wars because it's just one of those things where it's like, I want so much better for that fan base. And we used to have it with the extended universe stuff. And when Disney decided to get away with it, they didn't offer something that was better. And that's just disappointing to me. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've never been the biggest Star Wars fan. All I'm saying is, I know who stole the Death Star plans in my heart. Even though they've told that story like twice in video games, but well, but yeah, that's it. That's yeah. Uh, this is phobia. We ended up talking about Star Wars and other shit. No, no big deal. We do it all the time. Okay. I always feel like I ramble off and we ju- I just steer the conversation away from the game at certain points. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> we're, we're fine. Um, I appreciate everybody listening. Um, yes, thank you for tolerating me again. The uh, email is drew at ztgd.com. Please send us some emails. Um, you can suggest games to us. You can tell us about Phobia. You can Definitely... Uh, uh, I realize I'm I'm signing you up for emails, but like even if we don't end up doing an episode, um, with because what I'll do is like I'll have Drew just kind of send me pass the emails along to me uh, as well if you send them in. I I do want to hear even if we don't do an episode about games that you know are not perfect but you love, yeah, uh, especially the lesser known stuff. Not like not asking for like you know hidden gems. I think that's a term that's overused i mean like the stuff that even though a lot of people may have played it you still see the good in it over the bad um because there's just a lot of stuff like you know ends up going on for sale for like ten dollars at some point and it's just like you know i don't need to have this big triple a experience all the time sometimes i just want to have fun and games like phobia i think allow that a lot more than you know a 
super play tested, perfect down to the mathematical equation, uh, fun per hour sort of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely fuck around, find out, let's do it. Yeah. Let's, let's send, send those in. Definitely. I want to hear from you guys. Give me some, give me some indie little games that could. I'm going to quote, and I think everybody should watch their channel because they are just good vibes all around. But um, Stop Skeletons from Fighting, uh, Derek Alexander has a term, that good garbo. And that like good garbo. Movies, music, you know, that stuff that is just, there's not, in some sense you should be more critical, but there's just something about it that just says, man, this was, this is just passion right here. This is just good vibes. Love that go. shit. Yeah, send them in. Drew at ZTGD.com You can also follow me on Twitter if you want. <laughs> I don't really tweet much anymore. Um, but I'm at DMO Fury. The podcast itself is at ZTGD Phoenix Down. But that's going to be it for us. Um, our next game is going to be the Nightmare Before Christmas, which is Dead Space. We're doing Dead Space Remake. I've had that game since launch and I've never played it. Really? Yeah. And I'm a big Dead Space fan. I've never played the original. The original is really good still. I have I have all three games on Xbox 360. I need to go through them. It's a game that I'm going to play the original. I don't have anything to play the new one on right now, but like it is a game I going I will my, next year my hope is because I don't have a new console and I'm going to not like, you know, super upgrade my PC so I can play all the new stuff on my PC either is to go back and really go through the that the stuff I have left in my blind spot and I think Dead Space I want to play the uh, Lost Planet series too um like just really kind of explore those games that I missed in that era yeah oh man Dead Space is so good but yeah we're going to be doing the remake of Dead Space um, that's probably going to wrap up our uh, our theme for the year, which was the triple R's remake, remasters, and or no triple S's. Was it the spiritual successors, sequels, and something else? I can't remember what it was. Oh, I, I don't know. Okay, yeah, what's, that was our, what's that, the first what's the first planned game after Nightmare? Oh, uh, I haven't, before I have, Christmas, I have no clue. Okay. Yeah. All right. I thought you had more of this thought out. No, no, no. The, our theme for this year was that. Oh, sorry, sorry. Okay. We did because right, you we, did RE four. Yeah, we did. We did games that we have previously played, um, either their sequels, their remakes, or their spiritual successors. Basically. Okay. So that's what we're doing. Um, and I don't know if we're even going to have a theme next year. I'm just going to sit down. Quantum error. No. I'm going Bad to... Games Part 2. Come on, boys. Uh, no, I'll never do that again. Never. No, I'm good. Yeah. No, that was a nightmare. Before Christmas. It's a nightmare the whole fucking year. Just whole year, yeah. Yeah. I'll but... never... I'll never... I Look, I only put 20 minutes into uh, Perfect Weapon. But those 20 minutes felt like... Felt like it took years off my life. <sighs> Did you know... We, oh my god, we avoided, that ga- That game's engine was used again, 
I don't think people talk about it because I don't think people know about Perfect Weapon as much. Mm-hmm. But that same studio made that terrible Crow game. Oh, really? And if you look at the Crow game and you look at Perfect Weapon, they look like they're probably basically... Like, I think the Crow was a reskin on Perfect Weapon, basically. Wow. Not like a one-to-one, but like we took the engine and we just kind of redid the main character and stuff. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. <sighs> but yeah. Damn nation. Fuck. <laughs> the quiet man. <sighs> okay, quiet man. The quiet man is the reverse opposite of phobia. There's no saving it. It was a bad idea, and it was a bad idea from start to finish. Yes. Like, de- on a design doc level. Like, phobia's design doc probably was like, what if we did this and that? And it's like, cool. But yeah, no. Oh, oh God. I forgot. I forget about the quiet man. Oh my God. It's so bad. It's bad. It's bad. If the whole game is silent. What? That's not how deaf people live. So bad. So dumb. Oh. So you want to fuck your, the girl that looks like your mother. Oh. <laughs> and so does your dad. And your best friend. It's 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 even fucking oh my god, and man, twelve minutes could be could have been on that fucking. Well, we didn't know that at the time. <laughs> oh god, it would have gone. Twelve minutes and and quiet man are like the the perfect pairing of weird incestuous relationships <laughs> and also terrible fucking games. Oh no, that fucking game it was so bad. I can't, I can't, I can't believe we can have incest and bad games together so many times. Well, it's did, almost though. like it's a terrible idea. We did. God. <laughs> the thing is, is 12 minutes could have been good. 12 minutes, the third time I got caught doing the, like s- something different, I was just like, I'm not enjoying this. Yeah, I'm like, And then okay. I do something and I'm like, okay, I've solved it. And they're like, no, no, no. The idea wasn't to survive the 12 minutes, you stupid fuck. And I was like, I don't know what the goal of this game is. They're like, you're you're trying to find out more information. So I was just like, eventually, like, I'm just going to look this info up. And then I looked it up and I was like, I don't want to play this game anymore. <laughs> I beat it. I, I did not. I fucking <clears throat> failed. I was like, goodbye, I'm done. Like, the whole, you have to time the thunder. Oh, fuck, you have to time the thunder to tell her. Like, that's the thing that tells her that you're from the future even though you could just say look there's a guy that's about to knock on the door and here's exactly what he's going to say to you <sighs> like really oh yeah fucking death. Uh, I think Quiet Man was a better game than 12 minutes Ooh, my god man yeah because you know what this Quiet Man only made me go through it twice <laughs> 12 minutes made me go through it how many times I couldn't even tell you yeah exactly yeah and one of them has, and 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 twelve minutes has Willem Dafoe, and you're gonna tell me like, and it's somehow fucking worse. I don't know. I don't know. Ugh. So you want to fuck your sister? <laughs> so you fucked your sister, <laughs> and you're having a baby. <laughs> oh my god. 
All right. Anyway, that's going to be it for us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know when we're going to start Dead Space. I'm going to talk with Matt. He's still he's still got two more days in Nanorimo. Um. Uh. Yeah. I guess he does. Yep. And uh, we'll see. We'll try to we'll try to start it. We may start it next week. I don't know. But that's it. Until next time, I am Drew. I'm Anthony. And we are out of here. You guys have a great week. And we will be back with the beginning of Dead Space. There's no way to hide